What's up, everybody? It is Casey with Two Worlds Podcast, and with me, as always, is the Jerry Siegel to my Joe Schuster. It's Jake. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. How are you? Oh, I'm not too bad. I am tired. I, I'm going to be sleeping like podcast dog is already asleep. <laughs> Gosh, you act like you have a, a full-time job or something. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was up at four today. I was like, I'm going to get ahead of the track, the the planner, and and then dad woke up at four too so i was like i'm not gonna get that far ahead of the planner so it wasn't <laughs> the best <laughs> well, i did not farm today so there's that did, did you just play the old xbox no i ran a bunch of personal errands Ooh, let's hear them <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> let's see let's see how personal this is <laughs> personal enough oh okay anyway we will now get into the news. I It's one of the few times where I have more than Casey, so I'll say a couple and let him go. All right, so I saw today that four leads have been cast for Amazon Prime's Paper Girls series, and that production has officially begun. I forgot this was a thing, but I'm excited for it now that I remember that it is a thing. Yep, same here. I don't really know how involved Brian K. Vaughn is, but I would assume that he's involved a little bit because he seems to have worked on TV shows before, right? Yeah, and, and it seems anymore when like these creator-owned books get made into stuff, it's like they at least get a you know producer credit. So like I have a feeling him and you know Cliff are gonna be in it some way it's rare it's rarely like how it used to be where it was just like we own the rights and we do what we want so <laughs> right all right and this is like tiny and we've talked about this a million times but michael keaton's agency this week uh has confirmed that he's in flash so we've heard a lot from other people now we're hearing it from his agency so you know that happened yeah. this week that's exciting. Uh, I mean, at least now it's finally confirmed. If right. we can get some like for sure confirmation on some of the Spider-Man news, things will be a little <laughs> bit better. <laughs> well, hey, what a great segue. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse 2 has its directors. And those are going to be uh, Joaquin Dos Santos, who worked on Justice League Unlimited, Avatar The Last Airbender, The Legend of Korra, and Voltron Legendary Defender. And anybody who knows me knows that those are like four of my top ten favorite animated things ever. So, uh, so you know, that's a good one. And then Kemp Powers, who... Uh, let's see. I think he's a playwright, but he was also one of the co-directors on Soul, which I have not seen. And then Justin K. Thompson, um, who I guess is another animation veteran. Uh, he worked on Buzz Lightyear Star Command and Star Wars The Clone Wars. Um, and I think he did work on the first end of the Spider-Verse and also Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. So Nice. Those are the co-directors for this, and sounds like they got uh, or this movie's in good hands. So yeah, I mean, those are all solid. They all, yeah. all of them had at least one thing that I was like, yeah, I like this a lot. So. <laughs> right. All right. Um, then a little bit of comic news. DC is actually canceling the regular Superman title in July. And they're going to instead launch Superman, Son of Kal-El, featuring Jonathan Kent. Not too surprising. It's a shame that, uh, that they're just axing one of the two Superman books instead of letting Jonathan have his own thing off to the side. But whatever. Yeah, and I, I also heard, uh, to piggyback onto that, it's going to be written by Thomas Taylor. So that's... I'm, fine uh the the main thing i agree with you though it's like superman can have two books like you don't have to just be like no we're canceling this one like you could have just let superman have his you know that in action comics put two 
two separate writers on the two different books instead of just making it one book and then give you know have this other book for jonathan i'd be fine with that but whatever yeah because you know batman's got like six yeah (laughs) there's batman detective batman the detective um oh the legends of the dark knight the chip zadarsky and you know one urban legends yeah uh batman black and white black and white well that's a mini series that's almost done but still that's six that we named and then there was like all of the black label stuff that was out a lot of those are joker related but still and then like the joker comic it's still batman related that book yeah Yeah, so it's like we have all that, but we can't have two Superman books. That would be and, crazy. Yeah, just think if like the people at DC were like, "Oh, we ha- we're we're gonna make a Nightwing book." Okay, well let's cancel Batman, <laughs> so we can make way for this Nightwing book. Right? It's silly, <laughs> especially when you put it like that. Yeah. Um. Well, why don't why don't you share one of yours, bud? So this one, it's very small has no real connection to the podcast except for the fact that it might make you happy. <laughs> Knuckles has been confirmed for Sonic 2, so we're going to get Tails and Knuckles. You know, that that's a that's a three-way I'm excited for. Am I right? You are right, and I'm right there with you, <laughs> bud. Uh yeah, very excited for that. I love Knuckles. Like pretty much I don't know of a kid who didn't like Knuckles because those games Sonic 1 through 3 and some of the spinoffs all had plenty of attitude back in the 90s, but Knuckles was like the real angsty, borderline anti-hero one. And that was kind of who I always thought was the coolest. Yeah, same um, here. I I do think, though, the people that grew up with like the Dreamcast games mm-hmm. where you had to play as Knuckles and like you had to find the Chaos Emeralds probably hated them because those <laughs> levels sucked. Dude, you know, they were frustrating, but I did love the open world, open world exploration that went on during that. It's just like, oh, man, this is cool. I can fly around his knuckles. But then when the timer hit like 30 seconds and you haven't found all the chaos emeralds, it's like, well, crap, I don't want to keep doing this. (laughs) Like, I just want to meet the kid, though, that was like, you know these knuckle levels are so much better than the Sonic and tails levels. And then like big, the cat, my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, dude. I remember we're getting so off topic here, but Sonic adventure. um, I, I beat all uh, like a hundred percent, all the the different storylines, except for big, the cat, because there was one of those (laughs) fishing levels that I, I couldn't catch him. You know, yeah. I'm dangling the the lure right in front of Froggy, and Froggy just wasn't taking that bait. I was like, yeah. this is the worst. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny, because, like, my sister had that game, and I had to beat the Big the Cat levels for her. She could do all the other ones, but I was killing it on Big the Cat. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. I love that. <laughs> all right, moving along. So... I mentioned Justice League Unlimited earlier. Uh, JLU is actually returning this July in comics, but it's going to be known as Justice League Infinity. It will be digital first and then make its way to print like a lot of things do nowadays. It's going to be seven issues written by J.M. DeMatteis and James Tucker with art by Ethan Beavers. I think that sounds like tons of fun. Yeah. No, I mean... I was pretty much sold when you mentioned the creative team. I was like, that sounds pretty rad. That I was just thinking while you're talking about this, I think like a justice league unlimited type of comic book would be the coolest thing. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure JM wrote a couple episodes of the show. So probably, probably did. Like when you look at the, the writers on that show, you're like, Oh crap. I know these people. <laughs> no wonder it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's some exciting news. Um, Some not exciting news, though, is that in the regular Justice League comic book, um, Bendis is launching a new superhero team called The United. And basically, um, The United is 
the team that will become the Legion of Superheroes. So Bendis, of course, as soon as he jumps on a title, he's like, I got to put my mark on this stat and make sure that the entire history is changed with my name on it. So it's a Galactic Justice League type team. Uh, They're going to go by the United and eventually will become the Legion. I guess because his Legion book got canceled and he was like, well, I'll show them. I'll just put them in Justice League. <laughs> so I, I just don't get why he gets to do whatever he wants. I don't know. I truly don't know. It's baffling. Uh, yeah. And I've got the cover pulled up here. Um, it's going to start in Justice League number 64. Um, and the cover's awesome but it shows the United as like silhouettes with the sun behind them. And the leader looks a lot like Hawkman. And I don't want Hawkman written by Bendis. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's going to be bad, especially after Venditti just had this amazing run on Hawkman. So gosh, I don't know. Anyway, I mean, the way I look at it, and you might not like looking at it this way, but I just like to pretend when Bendez is writing a book that that book's been canceled. So, like, we didn't have Superman for, like, what, two years? Because it was Mm -hmm. just canceled for two years, and they brought it back. So, I mean, that's how Justice League is, and that's how Legion of Superhero, you know, or the United are now. So, it's just that doesn't exist. And then... Yeah, I mean, if Bendis can ignore years of continuity, I can choose to ignore his continuity, right? (laughs) Exactly. All right. And then uh, Greg Wiseman gave an update on Young Justice Season 4. He said that nine episodes have been totally completed. Six more are in post-production. Eleven are being animated in South Korea. And pre-production is virtually over. Um, So that's good to hear because nothing has been said about this show since September of 2020. So it was nice just to get a little update that, hey, a good chunk of it's done and we're almost done with the rest of it. So, yeah, that that is that is good. It's that show. If I remember right, when it was airing on Cartoon Network, it just had the worst time of like actually like episodes airing like it would be like five up you know you get like five to ten episodes and then it was just like well maybe in five years you'll get the rest (laughs) and then like at least now that it's streaming it's it doesn't seem near as bad right well i don't know if having you know the the dc streaming service helped and then now hbo i don't know if that's like making sure it's getting done but either way who who knows like hbo does not push its animated stuff at all like they have some great adult animation some great like kid animation stuff and it's like you look at their commercials i think that i've seen one for close enough and it's like everything you know like otherwise it's just like no we're not gonna we don't want to push this we don't want those type of people downloading our super cool streaming service (laughs) right well, they'll they'll need to if they want this to keep going. Like, yeah, the the people demanding it will only carry it so far. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Emilia Clark joins the cast of Marvel's Secret Invasions. Um, I'm assuming she's going to be a scroll, probably the scroll queen. I mean, are you excited? Because she's a Game of Throners, isn't she? She is, yeah. She was Daenerys. Um, the the dragon lady? Yeah, the, the okay. dragon lady. <laughs> Casey's a huge fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is this series live action? Yes. Okay. I'm almost positive it is. Okay. She's a great actress, so yeah, I am excited for it. <laughs> I My one gripe is I just think it's stupid that they're doing Secret Invasion as a tv series with starring nick fury it's like this is something that needs to be like the next avenger you know like civil war type you know like that that level of a thing heck start it up early on then have it be like avengers 
30 secret invasion and you know you could bring back chris evans and robert Downey jr as scrolls and like just tear at people's heartstrings it'd work a lot better than just being like no we're gonna have a throwaway six hour tv you know six hour tv show for this it's like yeah you could, you could do a lot more with that i mean a tv show starring nick fury i think will be good but i also no. agree with you because like so much can be done with this yeah i mean if the TV, if this was like just basically like if it ended with Nick Fury like taking off his glasses and be like, we've been invaded secretly, and then <laughs> then like the whole the whole rest of the stuff like you get the you know crazy multiverse crap with like you know one side of the universe, but then like the more grounded stuff, it's you know I say grounded because they're dealing with aliens, but they're dealing with this secret invasion throughout their stuff and it leads to a secret invasion movie that could work but if they just try to like wrap it up in a series it'd suck yeah like this next phase the after credit scene is a scroll disguised as somebody doing something bad and then bam event movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. but hey we don't work for these companies they won't return our calls yeah i mean it's it's like you i pitch like 10 different puck ideas and they just stop returning my calls. <laughs> it's funny that you say that like they used to return your calls. Yeah, they're like, like, oh God, it's Casey with another puck idea. Like, yeah, Casey, we'll totally read this and then straight to the shredder. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this next bit might excite you a little bit. It did me. Brian Azzarello and Alex question mark may leave. We'll have a three issue miniseries through black label called suicide squad. Get Joker. And that will see Amanda Waller recruit Batman's former partner, red hood to work with Harley and the rest of the suicide squad to bring down Joker for all of his deadly crimes. This is a book that Azzarello is going to excel at. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest though. And this might be a little controversial. Outside of Azrello's Wonder Woman, he has never knocked my socks off with anything he's written. So, like, with this, I'm going to read it, but it's a, it's another Black Label Joker and Harley Quinn book. So, <laughs> it's like, my excitement level is not the highest. And like I said, Azrello outside of his Wonder Woman, which is Wonder Woman, is, in my opinion, the best Wonder Woman out there, probably. And it's like outside of that though it's just like i've not been like yeah it's just kind of like okay fair enough i'm excited for it the art's gonna be ridiculous and uh, i think that it's going to be fun which is what i want out of black label since it's not in any way tied to the normal continuity so if it's a good time then i'll be happy Three Jokers yeah. was not a good time. I think this could be a good time. This will be better than that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> that's all That's all we need. Right. All right. And then Masters of the Universe Revelations, which is uh, the new show coming out from like Kevin Smith and whoever else, um, is going to get a comic prequel miniseries by Dark Horse. That's going to start on July 7th. It will be written by Tim Sheridan and art by Mindy Lee. And then Stepan Sedgwick and Mike McNola will be doing the covers. Those covers are going to be incredible. And um, that just kind of reminds me to piggyback off of that. You really liked that uh, Transylvania or the... Oh, what is it? It's based off a video game. It was a TV show. Warren Ellis was one of the showrunners on it. And got, <laughs> Castlevania. Uh, Castlevania, not Transylvania. Um, that's actually going to have its last season, I think, coming out this year. Oh, they said it was last season? I'm pretty sure it's its last season. It's coming out this year. That's a shame. Yeah. I wonder if it's with all that stuff. I think, I think it's 100% the reason why it's the last season. Oh, that is such a shame, man. That, yeah. that show is awesome. Dang it. Why why do people have to be creeps? Just don't be a f- effing creep. 
Yeah. I mean, apparently that's harder than you think. I guess everyone's doing it nowadays. Yeah. And then uh, my last bit of news. Oh, wait. Are you excited about the Masters of the Universe show? Yes. I like He-Man. I think it's going to be cool. I think Kevin Smith's writing doesn't always knock my socks off, especially his comic. Well, his Batman. His Green Arrow is good. And I like most of his movies. So overall, yes, I'm excited for this. And and he's also like, yeah, he. I, I agree with his Batman, but I will say... He's also a big 80s nerd. So, like, oh, yeah, I think like if you're like, oh, yeah, he's doing a He-Man. And then like, I'm like, yeah, it's in good hands. It's like it'd be the same thing as like th- him doing the Thundercats. Like it's going to be in good hands if he's doing it. Absolutely. Just watch. You're going to we're going to get it. It's going to be like that uh, Thundercats show that came out for Cartoon Network that ended up not airing because everyone was so mad. Oh, it aired. I've seen. Oh, it, it. did. OK, yeah. never mind. It's I thought good. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just remember like. I remember reading stuff where they were like, oh, yeah, we're not going to put this on. Oh, yeah. It didn't come out for like two years. Yeah. Okay. And then my last bit of news. It's kind of exciting. We'll see how it goes. But Russell Crowe has confirmed he's playing Zeus in Thor Love and Thunder. So that's pretty cool. Uh, That means we could see Hercules. Yeah. So we could have the MCU ruin Hercules. Hey, come on now. Thor's been great here lately. I would love it if they just like make Hercules the way like comic Thor. Like he's just very stoic and very serious and he's got daddy issues. (laughs) And, you know, and then like you have like doofus Chris Hemsworth Thor, like, you know, acting like Hercules to be be pretty great. (laughs) That's probably what they're going to do. Probably. All right. I have a couple more. DC will have a new horror imprint called DC Horror. That's what Vertigo was. Why did they cancel Vertigo? And also, why is it not under Black Label or the Hill House imprint that was all horror books? Like, that's what these comics were for. Well, wasn't the Hill House done by that one writer? Like, that's what made it. Yeah, but he didn't do all of the books. Oh, he didn't. I thought I thought he did. I didn't know. He was like overseeing the whole thing. Oh, sure. But still. Yeah, no, I think they should be black label, but I get why they're calling it DC horror. It's just because it's like AT&T is looking at it as like a, you know, synergistic type way where it's like, oh, they're all, you know, DC. So if you get, you know, Grandma Gertrude going to the comic book shop, and she's like, I love horror and DC. She's not going to pick up a Vertigo book. She doesn't know what that is. But if she sees something that says she DC She will when she talks to the people working there. And well, she's like, got oh. severe, she has severe anxiety. <laughs> and she's like, just going to pick up her books, toss her money and leave. So she's like, I got to do this, but not talk to these nice boys because I get very anxious this is a very odd character you're doing (laughs) (laughs) it's a real person i've met anyway i the the whole point is is that i'm salty that they killed vertigo still yeah i know it's been a while but i'm still not happy about it (laughs) it's been two years since they canceled it anyway uh so yeah the debut series for this will be the conjuring and they're gonna have a couple. There's like a one shot and then a mini series. So if you're a fan of those movies, which I haven't seen them, uh, but I know that like Bill Sinkovich and a couple other uh, people will do like covers and stuff like that. So um, if you're into horror, I'm sure it's gonna be great. I just wish that they didn't keep coming out with all these imprints and then not doing anything with them after six months well black label is you know they're still it's still going strong as the joker and harley quinn label yeah and then i mean maybe to be fair dude to be fair to be fair (laughs) they did question and yeah a couple other things so like i i I give black label credit but you know it's just annoying i agree because like in all honesty though black label to me 
like that's more what vertigo was yeah because i I mean like because you're talking about like oh vertigo being horror but it's like why the last man was vertigo too you know Mm -hmm. so i mean it's like it wasn't just horror it was also just stuff that dc was like sure we'll do this book like image does but not pay you as much probably right (laughs) yeah but man in the 90s and early 2000s it was the go-to for horror and like gritty crime yeah like basically what i'm what i'm saying right now casey is that i need them to say hey there's a new black label mini series written by matt wagner and it's called sandman mystery theater and it's gonna be a mini like a six issue mini that just takes place after the original series he did dude with them doing a question series via black label i would not be too shocked if they did that too after a while I don't if think he was interested. That, I don't think it's asking for that much either. Yeah. You know? But yes. So I mean, just watch it. Jeff Lemire will write it because it seems like he's the one that gets all of the <laughs> all of the black label stuff. I mean, I wouldn't even be opposed to that as long as he had read the original and was a fan of it, you know? I mean, if it's anything like his question uh, like the question one, it wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. And then I wanted to end the news on the highest of notes, Casey, and you already know what's coming, but there has been a new blue and gold series announced. It's going to be written by Dan Jurgens and art done by Ryan Sook. That's going to start in July. It's going to be eight issues. And for those that don't know, blue and gold stands for Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, uh, the best bromance in comics. Casey and I are arguably their biggest fans we've we've done cute little you know matching t-shirt pictures and all sorts of stuff um very excited for this especially knowing that dan jurgens is writing it dan jurgens created booster gold uh dan knows these characters and one i'm glad that dan jurgens is on another book two i'm glad that it's blue and gold it's just gonna be awesome I'm really quick going to try to find a tweet that he actually had the other day because I liked it on Twitter and he actually talked, was talking about the blue and gold because it was, and I was like, Oh, that's pretty crazy. Oh yeah. He's like, to be clear, this is the third, maybe even fourth time. This project has been on my board. The first in the 88 or 89. Nice to have it become a reality. I and mean, even better to have the incredible Ryan Sook drawing it. So good. I just think that's crazy that it's been like, on and off since 88 and we're actually it's been, getting <laughs> it's been since 1998 since you had it on the board <laughs> i yeah i haven't seen that i think that's crazy too it makes sense and i think it would have worked back then too but yeah i'm glad Man, that it's finally happening how much does it suck like he had you know he's had this idea then they kill ted off and it's like well Guess I gotta throw this idea away. <laughs> <laughs> was that uh, oh, which crisis was it? Or that was like I think countdown to yeah infinite. Yeah, was yeah, happened. Yeah, that's right. Because that was right. yeah, it was the one with uh, brother eye and Omac and all that fun goody stuff. Right. Yeah, I'm sure he was pretty upset then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, that's the news. So we're going to take our advertising break and then we'll be back for me to talk about some comic books. So we'll be right back. Welcome back. I, Jake, will now talk about the comic books that I read this week. Casey, did yours, have they shown up yet or anything? They, they got here when I got home from work, so... Fantastic. Probably, probably won't get to them because I'm be waking up pretty early, <laughs> and I'll pro- hopefully I get this edited before I leave for work, and then I'm gonna be at work until seven or eight. So, yeah. well, there you go, people. I'm the only one that's super dedicated to getting my comics read for you on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> I should. I ought to bring the comics with me because the tractor drives itself. Yeah, just put it on autopilot. Dude, you you joke, but no, I have a button. I don't joke. Okay, I didn't, because the way you said it, it sounded sarcastic, but no, right. I just press a button, and then I'm like, 
okay, I got to watch the back of this so it doesn't break again. And I look at the back and that's what I do. Is it just like podcasts all day for you? When yep. you do this? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was listening to this one where like I was, I was giving, I was giving one a, a, a run through and they were talking about uh, D and D. And I was like, this is not, I was not enjoying myself, but it also gave me the itch to play D and D again. So that's one thing I wanted to bring up to you. If you guys want to see us two thirties, like a 30 year old and a, a young 29 year old <laughs> play with a couple other 30 somethings, let us know in the comments and we'll get that worked out. We will. It can be a special D and D episode. I have plenty of one shots that I could run for these fools. And I hope that it goes better than the first time we did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it can't go much worse. <laughs> Just from a DM perspective. Yeah. It was, it was a fun time. <laughs> anyway. All right. I'll do the run through of the comics that I read. I was really looking forward to talking with you about some of these, man. Sorry, buddy. We'll just have to talk outside the podcast like a couple of <laughs> casuals. <laughs> All right. I read Black Knight, Curse of the Ebony Blade, number two, for some reason. Godzilla, <laughs> Monsters and Protectors, number one. Lady Baltimore, The Witch Queens, number two. Kojikaru, The Skinner, number one. The Mighty Valkyries, number one. Jim Henson's The Storyteller Tricksters, number two. Catwoman, number 30. And Nightwing, number 79. Some of these, I'm just going to touch on a little bit because I don't need to dwell on a lot of these for very long. So, I'll start with Black Knight. This was written by... uh, Sai Jake probably won't read anything by him ever again. Spurrier, and the art was done by Sergio Davia Davila. Um, yeah, this book sucks. I don't really like anything about it except for the art. What bugs me is like we get some cool glimpses of like the original black knight in this and why the the ebony blade is cursing the users so dane is upset because he doesn't know why the blade is cursed so he calls upon his ancestor the original to come in and tell him why it's cursed and uh he does and i'm blanking on what his name is. I just put so much of this out of my mind. Um, Anyway. It's Lord Doofus, probably. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, So anyway, he asks this ancestor to come and tell him. The ancestor shows up, starts to tell him, and then what does Dane do? Oh, you guys can't see this because of my Zoom background. He uh, he's just sitting in a chair on his phone going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like you asked him to come here and do this and now you're not paying attention. And then he's at the end. He's like, yeah, OK, I guess that's enough for today. Thanks for all your help. And it's like, well, you didn't listen to him. <laughs> I'm so upset, Casey. I, I can tell me this. I know. Yada yada send him some harshly worded tweets. It wouldn't do any good. He'd just think I'm being a jerk for no reason. But there's plenty of reason. Yeah. This sucks. <laughs> Zero out of ten. <laughs> I will give it I'll give it a two because the art is good and I I don't want to discredit the artist. Was there any good like action sequences in this one, or is it yeah. just him? Yeah, yeah, there there was a couple actually, and the way he draws the original Black Knight is amazing. I love that costume. It's so yeah. like old school but cool. Yeah, and like straight out of Age of Chivalry novels. But I the and what sucks is I'm gonna read the next one. <laughs> anyway. They're going to like look at the numbers and be like, huh, one person from St. Louis read every <laughs> issue. Everyone else dropped it after the first one. Dude, let's 
Like I'm sorry, sorry. Get on the phone with this guy. I know, right? <laughs> he doesn't want that. I've got people that have this on a poll and seem to be enjoying it. I, I had one guy come in that was, uh, he was like, Oh, have you read this? I said, yeah, I read it. You know, I don't, I'm not going to crap all over titles that people are trying to buy. And he's, he's just going on about how much he loved it. And I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, you poor man. You've never <laughs> read any black Knight before. And he probably hasn't, but yeah, it just sucks that this is the introduction that he gets. Yeah, well, my brother liked it when I let him read the first two issues and he was like, yeah, I like it. I think a big part for him is he hasn't like he's just like we've talked about it, like, he's starved for Black Knight. So it's just like, I'll take what I can get. And <laughs> well, I will not take what I can get. <laughs> if it's this. All right. Anyway. Next, I'll talk about Godzilla Monsters and Protectors, number one. This was written by Eric Burnham and art by Dan Schoening. Now, really quick, did you get the same cover I did or did you get a different one? No, Casey, I ordered that variant specially for you and sent it Thanks, to you. Man. You're welcome. Um, all right. So Casey hasn't read it. I'm not going to spoil a whole bunch of stuff, but basically this kid is on this comics version of youtube he has a a vlog and he's going on about how he saved the world from godzilla and he's done his research and it seems like godzilla is kind of like earth's antibodies in a way like something bad happens to earth and godzilla shows up and takes care of it and the kid's like well what if the people are the bad thing to the earth and they kind of think that that's what's happening because Godzilla shows up and it seems like he's not being a very nice guy. And then it's like, uh, you know, to be continued next episode. So, or next issue. So, you know, like any first issue, it's a lot of buildup. Uh, it's definitely a kid's comic and it's fine. It works as a kid's comic. I think that, uh, any any young reader who likes Godzilla would definitely like this book. Um, it's not great for people older than that age group. You know, it's not like a stellar comic, but yeah. uh, it's still fine. So, you know, for me, it's probably like a five or a six. But uh, but for maybe a more diehard Godzilla fan or for younger readers, it is probably a lot higher than that. And that's where yeah. I'll leave it. Yeah, I'll be honest. I think didn't expect much from this when I when it was announced as like more of the uh, kid friendly books. I was like, eh, yeah, I'm still gonna give it a go because it's like, like my brother's starred for Black Knight. I'm starred for Godzilla comics. So, and it's why I keep reading this god awful Black Knight, dude. We yeah. have to support the characters that we want to see in comics, even yep. if it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll kind of quickly go through the next two uh, because they're both just like Hellboy universe titles. Lady Baltimore, number two. Um, this was written by Mike McNola and Christopher Golden with art by Bridget Connell. And it's just a, a pretty big, cool fight scene between um, this order of like witch hunters and uh, and some witch queens and crazy demons and stuff like that. And one of the people from the order tells Lady Baltimore that even though they see Lord Baltimore in his crypt dead, they think that he's still alive out there. So I am kind of curious what that's about. And Lady Baltimore sure wants her dead husband back because she misses him. And also because the world needs him. So, you know, it was a fun issue. It's just more witch hunting fights. And, you know, that's why I'm reading this book. So it was pretty cool. Seven out of 10. Is Lord Baltimore a raven? <laughs> no, he's an Oriole. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sports. <laughs> All right. Next, we've got Kojikaru the Skinner. This was written by Mike Mignola and Christopher Golden, and the art was done by Peter Bergting. 
and this is like this is a two uh, gonna be a two issue series so short and sweet but uh some polish soldiers during world war ii um one of them comes across a list with uh, hitler's like spies in the various like armies like uh how am i trying to say this like the allies right he has spies Mm -hmm. in all these places they've got a list of names but uh all these crazy witches and demons show up and they're trying to uh stop them from letting that be known because i guess the nazis are working with the occult in this uh which is a very hellboy universe thing to happen right yeah so uh some of the good witches or just ladies that know magic they uh resurrect kojikaru the skinner who is this like kind of medievalish lady knight who used to fight witches back in her day and so they need her help again and Kojikaru shows up and she's like, okay, soldier who whose name Jake can't remember right now. It's like, you'll That's be a safe. Weird name. I know. She's like, you'll be safe if you can make it to that cathedral. They can't get you in there. And I'm going to cover you while you get there. And she just starts hacking away with sword and shield to, uh, to give this guy cover. So uh, it was cool. There's undead, there's witches, there's Nazis. There's a resurrected warrior killing them. It's fun. So, uh, yeah, another seven out of ten for me. Nice. All right. The Mighty Valkyries, number one. This was written by Jason Aaron and Torin Gronbeck. And then art done by Mattia de Eulis. Gosh, I'm so sorry. And then there's a backup story that's just written by Torin Gronbeck with art by Erica D'Urso. Now, most of you know how I felt about the last miniseries featuring the Valkyries. This one I actually liked, which may come as a shock, but it was pretty good. Um, The art is really good. Like, like crazy good why isn't this person doing other bigger titles (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but anyway we start off in a hospital and jane uh is talking to a dr stephen strange and he's like hey has anyone in the morgue shown up with like uh wounds from like a big dog that might be as guardian. <laughs> and uh, anyway, Jane works in the morgue because she was demoted from being a doctor because she never showed up for work because she was too busy out being Thor. So she goes down to the morgue and um, the guy she works for down there is like, well, some of my morgue buddies that I meet up with at the bar said that a guy with wounds like that showed up at one of their hospitals. She's like, okay, I'll go to the bar and talk to them. So she goes there and meets this hunk at the bar and they hit it off. And she's like, Hey, you want to get out of here? He's like, okay. And they go outside and she's like, okay, Loki cut the crap. I know it's you. Um, which is funny. There, there's lots of good dialogue in that sequence. But Loki's like, yeah, all right, it's me. Uh, I need your help, Jane. And basically, Loki's being hunted by his, uh, his grandchildren, who are the children of uh, the Fenris wolf. And how that works is uh, the two souls are trapped into one wolf body. So it's another wolf. But Anyway, he's like, I don't know why the wolf's trying to kill me, but uh, I need your help. Okay, thanks. Bye. And then he disappears. And this wolf is just kind of running around uh, the city. But then she finds the wolf and he turns or they turn into their human form because it's two people in one. And 
Um, he's like, well, there's a reason I'm trying to, to get at Loki. And we don't find out what that is, but I'm sure it's going to be very interesting. And of course, there's a reason someone's trying to kill Loki. He probably messed things up royally for somebody. Meanwhile, Hela is back as the Queen of Hell. And she's like, I need you all to go find my wife, Carnilla, who is the, uh, the Queen of the Norns. And we see where Carnilla is, and she's got these three babies that were kind of transported from their mother's womb to where she is because they're going to be gods of some sort and have great power. And we don't get a lot of info on why that is. There was lots of setup in this book. Uh, meanwhile, the backup story is about, um, you know, her name's Tessa Thompson Valkyrie, right? That's what we all yeah. know her by. Until this issue, Casey, she gets a name finally for the is first it time. It's not Tessa. It's Runa, which is a pretty cool name for a, a Valkyrie. But anyway uh she's just trying to find out what her name is and what her purpose in life is so she goes to see a seer and it's kind of like this corporate thing where you go and you pay for the seer experience <laughs> which sounds weird but it works on this alien planet and uh so yeah the seer is actually kind of being kept prisoner in this giant orb thing. And then people pay the corporation and they go and ask their question. And the seer gives them the answer. You're allowed one question. Well, uh, Runa goes and says, all right, my question is, what is my name and what's my purpose? And they're like, whoa, that's two questions. And the seer is like, well, your name is Runa. And also you are my daughter's partner and you made a promise to her and then like whoosh all these memories come back right and she's like oh my gosh my name is rune i haven't heard it in so long and she decides that she's gonna break the seer out of this orb and get him out of here and it ends with her saying is this orb breakable and she pulls out her axe as uh, as all the guards of this place swoop in on her so again lots of setup but it was pretty cool. Hopefully I made all of that sound interesting. Um, I would suggest you guys check it out if you're a fan of Jane or just the Asgard stuff in general, or uh, if you like mythology because, uh, you know, Loki's grandchildren, that's, that's like a real Norse mythology that they're working into this. So, man... As I didn't expect it, but I liked it, man. It was cool. I'm going to give it like a solid eight out of 10. I, I have one question for you. Uh -huh. um, what little I've read of the current Thor book with, Don, you know, Don, uh, with Donald Gates. Yeah. Um, it seems like he's trying to like Loki in that is trying to be less trickster God and more just, you know, nice guy God. And then this, it sounds like, Loki's up to his old shenanigans. Like that's what that's the just from the way you described it, it's the vibe. So it's like, does that bother you at all that this doesn't seem connected to the Thor Thor Loki? Well, here's how I'm taking it until it's shown otherwise. This could all be something from before he tried to be a good guy. Okay. Um because he hasn't been trying to be a good guy for very long, right? So yeah. this could just be... Uh, dang, I'm totally blanking on the grandkids' names, but they found a way to get to Midgard because there's no way that Sif is going to let them use the Bifrost to track mm -hmm. down Loki. So somehow they found a way to go get their grandfather. They got there, they're like... You remember when you were a jerk a little while ago? We're here to make you pay for that. And then he's going to be like, I'm not that guy anymore. And they're like, yeah, you yeah, are because you're Loki. So yeah. that's how I'm taking it. We'll see what happens. It could just be its own thing. Maybe Jason Aaron is just going to do what he wants. And either way, it's a good story. So yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, next, I will talk about the tricksters. Number two. 
it was super cool. Um, this old traveler stops by the storyteller's house and they're like, hey, uh, will you let me wait out the storm here? And as a payment, I'll tell you a really good story. And it's just about this trickster god who ends up getting tricked by this girl that uh, he used to play with when they were kids because uh, he goes through like life cycles. So in a past, his past life, uh, he was this girl's best friend when she was a kid. And she kind of tricks him into falling in love with her and they live out their days happily. And it was just a nice story <laughs> that was full of trickery, uh, but also like a really cool uh, mythology type story. Like that's the way this was presented. And you all know I'm all about that at this point. Uh, but it turns out that uh, the traveler was that trickster God. So to the surprise of nobody. I mean, this is mostly a book for, for younger readers, but or it's all ages, but, uh, but you saw that coming a mile away. But it was still super cool. I really, really liked it. Eight or nine out of 10 for me. We'll say 8.5. Nice. Now, did you try to hold something up there for a second? Because it looked it was, like it was just the book. Yeah. Cause I was like, and it was just nothing. It was like yep. invisible. Yep. It's just here in my hobbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for those that aren't watching on YouTube, my Zoom background <laughs> is the inside of the hobbit hole. All right. Like next. the house that they have. Yes. <laughs> in the Shire. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next, I'll talk about Catwoman number 30. This was written by Ram V with art by Fernando Blanco. And Selena has some of her people looking after uh, the Riddler, who starts to give her some information about the drugs that are going around right now in her part of town. And her friend's like, you think maybe we should get Batman involved in all this? She's like, no, we told each other we're going to take a year break. I don't need him. I can figure this out for myself, even though I don't really want to do the whole superhero thing. But this is going to mess up my plans for my part of town. So I'm going to get involved. And yeah, she's just looking into that. Um Casey, as you remember last issue, we get a little glimpse that Poison Ivy is involved. So we get some more info on where she's at and who has her. <clears throat> and Selena's going to see if she can't go find her. So this is cool. I really didn't expect to really check out any Catwoman books ever. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, Ram B is a really good writer and the art's well done. And this is a great book. So uh you know nine out of ten for me nice i'm really excited for this one i like you i wasn't expecting to be really excited about a catwoman book so you know it's pretty awesome absolutely and finally uh nightwing number 79 this is written by tom taylor and the art is done by bruno redondo and man, his art is so good in this series. I really hope that he stays on it for more than just this arc. Um, this book was was mostly really good. I, Dick and Barbara are out like getting pizza, and uh, this homeless guy and his son come up and ask for spare change. And Dick's like, "Well, I don't really have any on me." The guy's like, oh, okay, thanks anyway, and starts to leave. And Dick's like, wait a second. Alfred just gave me like a billion dollars. So <laughs> come back, sir. And if you have any friends nearby, grab them too. I'm going to feed everybody, uh, which is pretty cool, right? That's definitely a Dick Grayson thing right there. Um, and he's like, I'm going to set you guys up in this hotel. I'm going to pay for like a month, and then we'll revisit that arrangement later. Meanwhile, uh, like holiday in. No, thank you. I'd rather be on the streets. <laughs> and it's like you read this. Uh, anyway, one of the uh, one of the people that was there swiped uh, Dick's wallet 
and makes off with it. So Barbara is like tracking the wallet because I guess there's a, a chip in it or something. And uh, while Dick is out looking for them as well, he spots uh, Zuko's daughter and one of the crime bosses having a conversation. And uh, a group of kids walks by and swipes the crime boss's uh, phone from off the table. But they're caught by one of the bodyguards, so Dick drops in and fights them off, and he goes to chase the kids and winds up at this entire, like, tent city of homeless kids. And he's like, you know what? Keep what you took. You guys need it more than the person you took it from. And he, he walks away. And then he uh, kind of ends with him saying, I know what I want to do with my fortune, Barbara. Uh, I want to be a safety net for this city. It was pretty good. The, the, the only thing I didn't like is like the whole city of homeless kids. Because if you look at the art, there's a lot of them. Like, mm-hmm. like literally a small village of homeless kids. And I'm like, Dude, I know that some places around the world are in rough shape and that that happens sometimes, but he made it too much. Like, there's no way nobody knows about this. And he made it, he he wrote it like nobody knew about this city of homeless kids. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so not believable for me, even in comic books. Maybe, I don't know. There's just something off about it, you know? Maybe it's like in uh, Close Enough. So this is a spoiler alert for the first episode, but... They go to this mall to get stuff to make like a thing for their daughter's class. And it's like a, they need cloth. And so like, it's this, like they, they run in these like old street urchins that are all like British street urchins. And they're like, Oh, hello, sir. And they were like, well, you'll be our, you'll be our new parents. And like, you're like talking to them. And, and then like, they, you know, basically are a sweatshop, like these like kids and they, they make the thing for them, you know? And then, they all go to sleep and like they tuck them all in and stuff, you know, and then they wake up in the morning and like, they're not little street urchins. They're, you know, like little like British kids. They're actually like old tiny people. (laughs) 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 And they're like, no, you're our parents. Now they start chasing them and stuff. It's hilarious. So, I mean, fingers crossed. That's what happened. happening here. You know, it could be, (laughs) but if it's not, it's just a little weird. Yeah. And Tom I guess Taylor's just going to kill them all anyway. So don't worry about it. <laughs> well, someone does die in this issue and it was very heartbreaking. Um, but I get that he, he's doing all this to make Dick look like a good person, right? And do good stuff with this money, which is fine. I just like. I don't know. I don't I don't want to sound heartless, but like buying all the homeless people pizza, like that was the good deed for this issue, right? Like Yeah. He's putting it on too heavy. I'll say that. Anyway, it was still a fine issue. It it was just that one thing that kind of took me out of it. Um, but I'd still give it like an eight out of ten. Because the the character moments are good, the dialogue's good, and the art is really, really good. So I am curious. It's kind of like, you know, in Batman, Bruce has to be Batman with all of his money gone. Nightwing now has his memories back and he has to be Nightwing with all that money. It's like roles are reverse kind of. And I like that. And I want to see what happens with it. And I think so far it's been really good. I just hope that it stays pretty good. Because if, yeah. if stuff like that keeps happening, it's just going to get kind of like weird and and not good. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's always had like a pretty hefty allowance from Bruce. So it's kind of weird that now that he's like, well, now that I have all of this money before I was just making millions and now I'm a billionaire. So <laughs> now I can help people. So right. it's, it, it's pretty silly that way. But, you know. Yeah, well, hey, able... maybe not all the memories came back of him having money. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, what are you excited for next week, Casey? Well, I will say I'm excited for Better Ray Bill. 
because that first issue was awesome. And then, um, oh, there was one that I'm like really pumped for. I got to find it now because I forget. Oh, Silk number two. I was like shocked by how much I loved that first issue for like a character that I was like not. I'm like, I basically just like her because she's got the coolest costume. And now I'm like, oh, she's actually an awesome character. And then U.S. Agent would be my third one. What about you? Um, probably going to go Detective. Um, I think that's been cool. I would also say Beta Ray Bill, but you took it. So I'll try to find something else here. I would also probably say Silk, if I'm honest. But uh, I'm going to say Robin, because even though the artist is not presenting himself well on social media. I'm still really excited for the premise of that story and for something else by Joshua Williamson. And then, and it's not like a Jake heavy week as far as releases. I'll say action comics. All right. Cause I mean, even, there's... even at the worst, it's like, you know, pretty good still. Be- better than Teen Titans Academy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Fantastic Four. Yeah, man. So Aaron Rodgers has been a guest host on Jeopardy. And uh, there's been a couple other famous folks that have been guest hosts. So I was just thinking, what are some comic creators? Or like if you're just like, no, I want Ben Grimm as a guest host. Uh, You can even go characters if you want um, as a guest host on Jeopardy. Who would you pick? Okay, well, I'm going to stick to the the creator side of it because I think that's fun. Um, one of them, you, I'm sure you already knew before you asked the question. But uh, anyway, I'm going to go Lynn Ween as one of them because I'm going with like I could use anybody. Um, yeah. Lynn is no longer with us, unfortunately. But whenever he was on the, the Nerdist Comics podcast he just presented himself so well and had all sorts of cool stories and knowledge that I would like to see that on, you know, shown on the Mm -hmm. show. Uh, I'm also going to say James Robinson. Um, Well, one, because he's British and that always makes it more fun. Right. And then Mm -hmm. uh, I think he'd be fun in that role. Same with Marv Wolfman. That's going to be my next choice. Um, I don't know the the very little bit that we got to talk with him. I don't know. He just seemed so warm and welcoming and a nice yeah. guy, you know. And uh, I don't know, just something about him. And then finally, the obvious one is Mark Wade because yeah. when it comes to comic book trivia, nobody else on the planet even holds a candle to Mark Wade. So yeah. I think it'd be pretty awesome to see him host this kind of show. What about you? Well, Mark was on mine on my mental list. Uh, Scott Snyder would have been up there. Cause like, if you've ever met Scott, he is such a nice guy, very mm-hmm. personable. He'd be a very nice judge when people got answers wrong. He wouldn't make them feel too stupid. So that's always good. Um, Oh, I had I I would say since we're going living or dead, Stanley, you gotta have him. Yeah. Every time every time someone got right, he'd be like Excelsior. Every time they got it wrong, he'd be like Excelsior. <laughs> so it'd be great. <laughs> and then my last one, this is a I'm gonna say mildly lesser known guy. He hasn't been writing com- he hasn't written or drawn stuff in a while that I know of. But Dennis Calero. Oh yeah. Best hair in the biz and very very charismatic so much charisma yeah if he were if he had a D character sheet his charisma would be a 20 hands down yeah like he yeah he would be the in my opinion the best comic book creator to host jeopardy which is a weird very specific thing but he'd be great at it <laughs> all right man i think that brings us to the end of the episode I think it does. All right. Going to go through the closing plugs. If you would, please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash two worlds podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC. 
and on Instagram at Two Worlds Pod. You can email us at Two Worlds Podcast at gmail.com. We're now on YouTube. This will be our third episode on YouTube if you'd like to see our very handsome faces. And then, uh, if you would, review us uh, five stars wherever you're listening to this. It would help us out a lot. Um, we appreciate you all. And we'd love to stay in chat, but we got to go create Superman. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.